host Santiago Amigos and welcome back to The Old Man and the CV. This episode is a very significant one for me personally. When I first had the idea for the podcast, I reached out to a handful of people, but the first person I reached out to was my next guest. Without hearing an episode, because none had been recorded, without actually seeing a brief, I just said, look, this is what I want to do. Can you help me? And he jumped at the chance. And for his enthusiasm and initial encouragement and support, I am very grateful indeed. He is an incredibly busy person, and you'll find out why in a moment. Hence, it has taken a number of weeks to get this recording session into the calendar, but we're here now. I'm delighted to welcome, for episode seven, Mark Evans. Mark is the former Managing Director of Marketing for Direct Line Group, managing multiple brands and winning multiple awards in the process. Prior to that, he was at HSBC and he is now a coach, advisor and non-executive director. Mark, a very, very warm welcome and thank you. No, delighted to be here, Andy. Jump to the chance. I think what you're doing is important. So, yeah, super delighted to be here. Mark, can you just tell our listeners a little bit more about what you've worked on during your career, some key highlights? Happy to, Andy. Yeah, I've been incredibly fortunate to have a, a career that spans strategy and customer and brands and digital marketing, all those good things, but also leadership and people. Uh, but but curiously, I was saved from a career in finance, which would probably be quite average, having been made uh, redundant for a graduate job that I never even got started. So I've had a wonderful time in marketing. I've worked on some amazing brands like Mars and 118, 118, HSBC, Direct Line. And then probably the last bit, the last 10 years is what I'm most known for, uh, where at Direct Line I was on the Exco through IPO, digital transformation, regulatory upheaval, COVID, etc. Um, and um, now moving into the third chapter, this portfolio existence, combining coaching, consulting, and uh, and not need any roles. Well, if the next chapter is anything like your last chapter, I think you'll be uh, be having lots of awards on that wall behind you very very soon. Um, so thank you for that. Back in episode two, Anthony Donovan uh, touched on the challenges of people being promoted without always having the necessary skill set, and I know this is one of your key areas of coaching with senior execs in particular. And what are the the key factors that you see as a coach about what sets someone up for success in a new role, especially when they're pivoting into a new space? Yeah, I mean, often people are jettisoned into great new opportunities, um, but that comes with a significant challenge. So actually, to be grounded on this, I did a piece of research interviewing 10 CMOs in their first year. Uh, you know, what's, what's going on? What are the derailers? What are the top tips? And, and it's probably usual suspect stuff. The derailers are that the brief has changed before you've even arrived, the new CEO in the first couple of months. Uh, I love your plan, but we don't have the resource. Uh, key people changes, gaps, et cetera. And some of the top tips as well um, are, are probably obvious things. But the, the thing that I have noticed is that there are basically four key areas to look after. Um, commercial impact, <clears throat> strategic impact, team impact and personal impact. And so I've got this quadrant model, you can almost picture it. And underneath each of those is a, repeat, is a repeating conversations. The, the point being, it's very hard to juggle all of these things simultaneously. So this is a very helpful sat nav to work out through with key stakeholders. What's most important? 
so people aren't guessing about what's required of them in that first 90 days, year or so. Uh, so I think the, the answer is it depends, but it tends to be across those four areas that people need to balance out their time, effort and energy. And, and as I said, the key point is not to guess what's needed most. Uh, in some cases, you know, it's commercial interest to the fore. We do, we've got a sinking ship. In others, it's take your time, build the team. In others, it's we need a new strategy. And, and in some cases, it's no, we just want you to invest in you, get up to speed, take your time, get well networked, and the rest will follow. Uh, in each case, it depends on the circumstance and, and the boss, frankly. But now a quick word from our sponsors. Quick Brown Fox PR leverage their unique blend of journalistic experience and cross-industry learnings to enable them to focus on lighting up your brand. They generate earned media in mainstream, national, B2B, trade, and specialist press. So if you need a nimble, agile, and dynamic agency that jumps over those lazy dogs of PR, then get in touch with Quick Brown Fox PR today and light up your brand, whatever your industry. Their details are in the episode notes. How do you then show momentum to get those quick wins um, that you would need across all four of those pillars and from each side, from the individual wanting to show and the organisation demanding the quick win too? Yeah, well, it, it is a survivalism job. There are some shocking stats for CMOs that on, uh, barely half make it to two years. Only 27% have an interaction with the board and 80% of CEOs don't trust or aren't impressed by their CMO, which compares to 10% of CEOs who don't trust or aren't impressed by their CFO. So marketing's on the back foot. So it's a survivalism job. In, in my mind, actually, it's a combination of um, speedboats and super tankers. So you need some quick wins, but you also got to sow the seeds to get through that survivalism period and get to the real stuff. So this is where, you know, tenure actually counts. In terms of what some of those quick wins are, I heard one person talk about the very first thing they did was send an email to the top 50 in the company and spend the first month literally just meeting everybody. And we're very explicit about doing that. There's no actual output that that landed them extremely well in the organization. In another case, somebody I talked to, Rome was burning. You know, this was a, the, the plan was not going to be delivered in the year. They needed commercial course correction. And that was the first thing they needed to do. So it really, it really does depend. But I think the smart thing is not guessing. I said it, you know, I'm probably repeating myself a little bit here. But is if, if you're guessing about what's required, and, and I, I love this no guessing conversation. So you and your key stakeholders know exactly what you are going to be doing um, and it's what they expect and need. Uh, and, and of course, underlying all of this is really strong communication and stakeholder management. Probably that comes right to the top. So without that, ultimately, you are guessing about what's required. So I was, I was going to ask you what you saw as the three core skills would be. You've just mentioned two, but um, would they be your top three? Yeah, I, I think back to the speedboats and super tankers, I think number one in a new role is to be patient and impatient all at the same time. So sounds like a contradiction potentially, but... Well, tell, tell me what you mean by that. Yeah, well, the, the impatience is, you know, the ambition, the desire, the pace, the energy, the drive, the momentum, but equally recognising that it takes a while to build some good stuff. And so holding that duality of being patient and impatient uh, you know, however that manifests for you as an individual, I think is 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 really important because you, if it's only the impatience, you'll you'll just stick to the quick wins and won't ever really build the, the more significant stuff. But you can't be too patient because you've got to deliver. You're in, the, in there to do a job. So patience and impatience is number one. Uh, no guessing, definitely number two. Um, I, I was very fortunate to work for Penny James for a number of years, and it was one of the first conversations we had 
And she said, what would success look like? And I said, neither you or I guess it. You know exactly what I'm thinking and doing. I know exactly what you're thinking and doing. Um, and that is a breakthrough conversation so that it lays the path for everything that follows. But the, the, the perhaps the third, but definitely no less important, is, is to enjoy it because it is pressure going into a new role. Um, but, but we all need pressure. We all need stress to a certain level to perform. And you, and you learn new things, you find your inner resourcefulness, you have to dig deep. It's a challenge, but personally, don't, don't we all live for challenges? Uh, and so you need to enjoy it. And it may seem a curious thing to say, because, well, yeah, of course, you know, I'm going to enjoy it if it's enjoyable. No, 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 no. You have to remind yourself <laughs> to enjoy things. Otherwise, you don't. It's just a sad truth. And I go all the way back to 2016 when I'm doing the Sprinterthon, which we haven't mentioned, but, you know, this charity event thing that I do. Uh, breaking marathon world records with uh, sort of packing it through 422 people running 100 meters and I was that was probably the most stressed I've ever been was an hour before this thing kicked off in Marlow my reputation's on the line will this thing work will it raise any money will we break the world record and and my daughter had the presence of mind to sort of almost grab me by the shoulders and said dad make sure you enjoy it and I can tell you now if she hadn't said that I wouldn't have I would have been hoping it went okay. I would have hoped we got through it. I'd have been thinking about how do we build this into blueprint to scale it? And I wouldn't have been enjoying the moment. So probably uh, just got, got to remind yourself that to enjoy it. Otherwise you won't. I think what's quite interesting about uh, these podcasts is there seem to be some very common themes running through all of them. And uh, listeners will remember Paul Sanderson back in episode four, just talking about taking a pause just take a little breath and just think and I think it's a very similar resonant chime it's just just stop and just look around and just start enjoying it whether it is you know going for a world record or whether it's trying to set yourself up within those four pillars as you make a, a patient and an impatient start in a new role um Mark have you got any final thoughts to share anything that you would like the one key thing, if you like, that you'd like listeners to take away from your podcast? Well, I'm going to say two things. One is to cheekily say, if anybody wants some coaching, I'm available because that's part of what I'm doing. But the bigger thing to say is a notion that I took from uh, a few years ago, actually coaching somebody, um, Frith Hookway, I have to quote her for this, um, where she said, as a species, we're amazingly reductive. Meaning that what in the here and now seems like a book in time becomes a chapter, becomes a page, becomes a paragraph, becomes a sentence, becomes a word. And we can talk about quite traumatic things extremely succinctly over time. And it was just a thing. And so in starting new roles, often it is brutal and you can't see how I'm going to get through today, maybe even this hour, let alone this week, month, year. But of course, in time, it will pass. And so just knowing that in time it becomes just a word on a page in a chapter in a book, as opposed to the whole book, I think gives quite a lot of solace to know I will get through, it will pass. If I keep enjoying it, we'll get, we'll get to the other side and it will all be good. And so hopefully that's a good coping mechanism, that just sort of knowledge that that is an inherent capability of our species to be extremely reductive. I think that's a, a brilliant way of crystallising that thought. Um, Thank you very much indeed, Mark. Now, as per usual, listeners, Mark's details, contact details will be in the episode notes.
So please click on those details if you want to reach out to Mark and get some executive level coaching. Thank you, Mark. Pleasure, Andy. Well, unfortunately, listeners, due to our packed episode this week, we don't have time for word of the week or even the dad joke. So we are having to drop the dead donkey once more. But I will bring them back. Don't worry. Thank you to our guest once more, Mark Evans, executive coach and advisor. Just time for the credits for the music intro and the idents. Have a go for Molly One. This is an almost pre-production for 23 Magic, copyright 2023. See you next week, Santiago amigos. <laughs>